time to get a lot of dough. Anything is possible. Turn me up in the headphone. Yeah. Grind to get a lot of dough and dirt the water obstacles, cause anything is possible. Yeah. Oh man, I got a lot of gold. Stack that bread and buy my nose. Anything is possible. Yeah. Yo, yo, ladies and gentle people, welcome back to episode two of the Marcus Hendricks Show with me, Marcus Hendricks. Yeah, that's my name. And then, like I said, my name is in the show. Look, okay, real quick, then we're going to do some housekeeping, but let me pull up the suite real quick, okay? Because I feel like this uh, definitely resonates and it explains a little bit of the beginning of last episode. So, talking about ego, and like I said, you know, give myself little flowers, put my name on everything. Um, well, if it ever loads. That's why you can't trust Wi-Fi all the time. So let me read this real quick. With no ego, you have no protection, self-identity, consciousness, awareness of your spiritual purpose. So definitely, I think that's what I, or I know that's what I meant when I was, you know, describing the idea of ego. I think right now, especially in this world we live in today, and I mentioned this in last episode, we have these words that are not negatively, uh, they don't have actual negative meaning, but they've gotten this negative connotation a lot in, in part due to, again, the people who don't actually understand them or want them to mean a certain thing in order to classify a certain group of people that use them. Ego is a big one of those words, right? But also you do have that side of people who, especially on that spiritual purpose part of it, where they use ego and their ego is bigger than their spiritual purpose. And that definitely skews the, the meaning of it. So I'll say my ego is my spiritual purpose. I say this all the time. The mission is the vision. And when I say legacy mission there, you know, there's a reason behind that. My ego is all tied into the, the building of a legacy. My mission is all tied in the building of a legacy and in spreading that. And hell, there's a lot of people out here on that same route and in that same journey who, you know, there's got to be some ego behind it because if there's not, you know, what are you chasing? What, what are you chasing in that larger scheme if there is no ego there, right? So in the housekeeping of it, let's just get there real quick. Episode one also, I did, this, this is all housekeeping going back from the first episode. Um, I said some bad words. I said the F word and S-H-I-T. So going forward, I would try to not say bad words as much. I want my grandmas to be able to listen to it. I want my moms to be able to listen to it. So I figure maybe try to pull back on the bad language a little bit. Also, I just started uh, season four of Atlanta today. And in the very first episode, guess what song is playing? Nobody's Supposed to Be Here, the Deborah Cox song. I accredited that to Mary J for some reason. I don't know where, why my mind was in Mary J mode. It, my mind's probably always in Mary J mode. Goat. Because speaking of Mary J, today is her 52nd birthday. So shout out to the queen of hip hop soul. And uh, what's her name in, in power? Uh, I can't even think of her name right now. Great show, by the way. 50. I'm a power addict. I love power. Me and TJ, look, TJ put me on the power. TJ and Dom put me on the power. And since when I remember watching the, it was back in 2020, I remember watching the first episode of Power in the first place, the original Power. And I was like, yep, I'm about to binge. I remember I was so stuck on power at one point. If I would like get up to go to the bathroom at 2 a.m., which I'm not like really, I'll take my phone in there and maybe scroll Twitter time to time, whatever. But if I take my phone in the bathroom at 2 a.m., it's for a flashlight. I was going to the bathroom and pulling my phone out, opening the Stars app to watch Power. Insane. Yeah, I know. Um, but it's that good of a show. I'm not going to, if you have not watched Power, the original Power, you missed out. Power Book 2, phenomenal. Now, as far as, uh, I think, th which one is three? Three is Raising Canaan. Raising Canaan is very good. Four, Force, eh. It's not enough black people in Force. So well, I guess it is, but. And don't get me wrong, I love Tommy. I love the character that cancel Christmas on his ass. Cancel Christmas on him. I love that. Right? So I will tell you, um, as far, yeah, housekeeping wise, you know, the, the song. So shout out Deborah Cox as well. Nobody's supposed to be here. And. 
I wanted to touch on the audio and video side of this. So I definitely, Saturdays, I want to start doing what I call scale streams. It'll be live streams, uh, but it'll be, you know, at scale. So a similar vibe to this, but in a, in a larger platform, in a larger sense. So that'll be a great way to connect with people, have people come on, have those conversations um, in direct and immediate action. And, you know, the Q&A side and, all, and more so, like I said, all this is normally off the cuff. I have my show notes. I have my ideas already ready. Uh, but it's, you know, I'm running it. I'm running as I go. So definitely, I think that's an interesting way to go about that. And with that being said, what are we talking about today? So believe it or not, actually, this is my second recording of the night. Uh, I went outside. Today is 80 degrees in Denton, man. And I was like, oh, if you think I'm about to waste any second of this in January, because climate change is very real and we need to fix it. But it is one of those things also of I, I can't fix climate change right now. So while it's 80 degrees, you know, while it was 80 degrees at 5 p.m., yeah, I was going to step outside and record by the pool. Thing about that, the water, and I knew it was going to happen. The water was flowing and sound. I haven't listened back, so I don't know how it sounds. But I just figured that'll be, I got an hour and a half in at that point, or just a minute ago, just finished up. So that'll be a bonus episode. This is officially season one, episode two of the Marcus Hendricks show. So welcome once again. I appreciate everybody who tuned in for episode one. And if you're back today for this one, thank you. God bless you. You're a good human. And I'll tell you right where you're supposed to be. Because this is going to be an interesting, what, what I liked, I said it last week or on the last episode. This is centered around me, but it's not for me. You know, how I go about how I look at this is definitely it's a conversation with myself to y'all. Right. Um, and so within that, I love. Oh, man, I love what we're going today. Let me ask the guys a question real quick. And this I'm going to ask the women a question, the same question. But let me ask the guys the question first, because this this question needs to be asked. Uh, fellas, do y'all know? Do We know that like the, the women are afraid, right? Like. A lot of women are unsure about the guy. And we see it on Twitter, but also, you know, there's so many opinions and so many whatever on Twitter that it's hard to directly say what is and what isn't specifically on the side of, excuse me, the race war that is very much existing on Twitter. I don't know why. Oh, my goodness. It's weird. Like this, this Twitter, I mean, not race war, gender war. Well, the race war, too. <laughs> yeah, the race war, too. The gender war on Twitter is actually such a weird thing because both sides swear it's not happening. And really, it's not. It's not happening amongst the people who don't give a shit about it. Like the people who are not involved in it, it's the ones that are. They're so loud and their voices, they, they speak so much about it. You have the well, black men hate black women and black women hate black men. I, I think the people saying it probably hate themselves more and whatever that may be. But the truth of it is, we, we, especially as men, especially as black men, we're in a weird space right now, right? So a lot of our, um, you know, way of life, I wouldn't even say way of life, but what gets introduced, actually, I saw a tweet today. So some, a girl tweeted, I'm uh, dating a guy that does month, monthly photo dumps is wild. And then another guy, a guy quote retweeted, he said, <laughs> it was a, a little gif of like a dude, like pulling his hand out the back or video. He was like, man, I can't have shit. That's what he said. It wasn't me just cussing for fun. That's what the video said. And the the caption says, uh, basically, like, men waking up every day, reading the ter the new terms and conditions of living as a man. And I, kinda, I laughed at it because there is some truth there, right? There is some idea of it does seem like every day, especially as a black man, you look up and there is a new thing that you can't do or shouldn't be doing. Or it's like, oh, you're a weirdo if you do this or this. I, I don't necessarily subscribe. I don't subscribe to any of it because I'm going to be Marcus and you can't tell me not to be Marcus and Marcus is going to be Marcus. But I, I do understand the the frustration behind it because it does feel like at every point it, it comes. I, I think that may be the worst thing about it is when you think of making stuff up on the fly or making stuff up as you go. That's what a lot of this is. It's, I don't like that, so I'm going to say nobody can do that. I'm going to say all of you are wrong. Anybody who does this is included in this generalized category. And if you are, if I'm, not if you are within that, but if I'm going, to, if I'm putting you in that, you are wrong for being in it. Well, you put me in this box. You put, you put this box around me and then told me I was wrong for being in the box. I didn't step in the box. 
the issue I think around and, and that's centered in that is being in the box. It's a lot of times the box is wrong, but also like the thing that they drew the box around actually was wrong. Like I, me doing photo dumps, I don't well, one. I don't do monthly. I do think a guy doing like monthly plan photo dumps is a little odd. I do think that is a little that's that's not necessarily for us. That was not you know made by us for us. That's not FUBU. Yeah, well, it wasn't FUBU. But even still, it, it's the the things that probably should be called out. Those are the things that kind of go ignored. You know, those are the things. Let me ask this question. Women, do y'all know that the men are also afraid of y'all? Right. So that, that's that's where I'm sitting at. Like, that's the point. It's like this weird ass space we're sitting in where everybody's wrong and nobody wants to actually address the actual, the, you know, the core issue of it, of we got a lot of shit to fix in general. Like a lot of stuff needs to change. And rather than blaming each other for being wrong, we should be showing each other how to be right. I mean, that 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 makes the most sense to me. And when I look at it, I think of you know, how I brought up the other day. We the bias of confirmation and affirmation. And when you're looking for something to be wrong or be right, you're going to find your answer because you're looking for that answer. But rather than looking to learn or looking to build, you know, that that's often not is what happened is what's happening on either side, especially as a collaboration effort in a way to build up each other. Point back to what I said, you know, what in Nas's song in the, in my Bible, he says a, a woman's intuition is what a man is missing. I think when you look at that, what, if you were to say that, you know, directly to you say that to a lot of women and they're going, hell, yeah, you're right. Yes, that's true. OK, but what about if you were to say a man's leadership is what a woman is missing? A lot of women are going to fight that. And I don't know why, because, yeah, like, but that is the natural order of that is I've said I said recently, but I've been saying it for a while. I think women should run politics. I, I understand the idea of and because if we look back in deep history, the true decision maker was the woman. The man's job was to, you know, when the sense of the woman taking care of the household, I don't I don't look at that. Well, one, you know, gender roles are ridiculous in general, especially in the black community. Gender roles. I don't know who invented gender roles. Like who was the one that was like, yeah, this is what women do. This is what men do. But I don't think they're alive anymore. I don't I don't think that they are abiding by the gender roles that they set in place at this point in time. Right. So, like, why are we still living by gender roles as somebody who's not here anymore? Put in place. And that goes outside just gender roles. We're talking. I, I brought up another one, the Constitution. Why are we still living by rules a white man wrote hundreds of years ago? OK, uh, it's a lot of stuff that we sit in where it just doesn't make sense to me in that grand scheme. It makes sense because I know why it doesn't make sense because the why is wrong and stupid and outdated. And that a lot goes back to these this this gender war that is happening all, a lot of for no reason. But the, again, you see the reason why it's because you have these effeminate ass. You, you have these men out here who very much. Like, okay, the guys who took on the soft life thing the second they heard it. Soft life sounds cool. I want to have, why can't we have that? Well, it's because the actual idea of soft life came about to counteract niggas trying to live the soft life. Like, that was the whole point of it. But y'all, you didn't know what it actually was. You just took what sounded cool and said, we're going to make it fit. I look at, that's why I... I love the even ironically, Black Boy Joy, you know, sticking on that thing about Black Boy Joy is that is simply saying, here's a happy, joyful black man. That's not saying a a black man who, you know, you remember the phrase, I'm an independent black woman. I don't need no man. And I was always like, a lot of the women that say that are the same ones that be like, I want a boyfriend. I hate being single or they're hating on the Internet is or they are they're in their form of independence their version of independence is far from their ideal you know lifestyle way of life but you have to stick to your guns right you got to stick to it. I think that probably is where it all comes down to even more is people feel that if they say one thing they can't change opinions you know they, they don't feel that they're able to skew or stray from what they've 
centered themselves around because that's that's what I said. And I believe it. I mean it. Whether it was emotionally driven, logically driven, whatever it may be, you're allowed to learn and believe something new. Men specifically. Let me let me I, I'm going to let y'all in on a little secret. A lot of black men my age and up were raised by single mothers. Right. We know like that is a we know this, whether it's incarceration whether it's the simple fact of the broken family, the leaving, you know, in my situation, a death, it is, you know, a lot of us were raised by single mothers. So in that, in that energy of, I said it not too long ago, a lot of niggas didn't grow up on Jaheim and Munich Soul Child. I did. A lot of niggas didn't grow up on, you know, Neo, whatever. Those R&B singers who were not afraid to cry, and maybe cry is the wrong word, but not afraid to be vulnerable and share emotion. Because uh, I think when people think of vulnerability, and this was a great way to represent it the other day that I'd heard, people will think of vulnerability, specifically men, as going to see a sad movie with the girl and they cry at the movie and that's them being vulnerable. It's like if you watch Marley with the girl and you cry, like that's not vulnerability, nigga. It's a sad movie. Everybody cries at Marley. You didn't do anything special there. Vulnerability is is the conversation saying, hey. You know, I, I want this. I like you. I think this is, you know, something I want to be in. But as far as showing my emotion, that is not something I'm very, you know, adept at doing. But I'm willing to work on it if, if this is going to be something. If those are, and not that that's a vulnerable conversation per se, but that's a lead into a vulnerable conversation. That's how you start the vulnerability, vulnerability process. And I think that alone just does not happen in relationships. We don't have the the space to the willingness and the space to say, I'm not very good at processing my emotions. So two things should happen there. I don't process my emotions. Well, I should either leave you alone or if you're willing to, now I can't speak to that, you know, cause that, that often is what leads relationships regardless down toward, you know, the dirt road. Um, I got this time it's half and half lemonade and tea. That's my drink boy. Arnold Palmer. That's my drink boy. HTO, I love HTO. I go to HTO, I get the the uh, the pink lemonade and blueberry green, or I get an Armour Palmer and blueberry green. Crazy, but yeah, and actually, and I know this from experience because I remember having this conversation with the girl that I was with, that I was not necessarily dating, but you know, the point we were at, just dating my girlfriend, we were so long in. Uh, I guess title just wasn't there, but even looking at the idea of the title having not been there while we had been together for a year and a half, year and uh, nine, 10 months, whatever it was, we were together for quite a minute. But it was the kind of on again, off again, mostly on, but on again, off again situation in which probably the biggest barrier was my inability to express my emotions and my feelings, but it was also the lack of awareness of how I felt because of not recognizing or choosing to not recognize the emotions that were there. Right. So I think men specifically, we need to get past that and stop blaming the, how I was raised. Cause that, that's one, that is where I really had to look at myself in the mirror and nip that in the butt. Yeah, you might have been raised a certain way, but you're no longer being raised. And you, even more, you're no longer being raised that way. It is now your choice to decide how you're going to inter, you know, interact and move forward. So are you going to be open? Are you going to express emotion? Are you going to tell a girl, I love you, when you know you feel that way? Are you okay being the first one to say, I love you? So many people are so afraid to be the first one to say, I love you. Women and men both. Afraid to be the first one to say I love you because, it, again, that vulnerability. And I, I, one thing I do not like about today's dating culture is how people will come. You have women who say, you just another one on the roster. If he messes up, I got five more in the, in the rafters waiting. I'm like, what? And OK, sure. If you win a beautiful way, we get that's how that works. Yeah, you can have your pick. But one, why are you saying that to a guy that you claim you're interested in? Who tell? Who goes into a relationship saying, just in case, just so you know, it's five more waiting just in case you mess up? Well, that's not okay. We've already started, but we started off horribly. Because what do you mean by that? It's five more waiting? It's five more actively participating in tryouts? Like, you think about basketball. If you're waiting for basketball tryouts, tryouts have not started yet. So you may put your name on the sign-up list, but until tryouts start, you are not only are you not on the team, but you don't know whether you're, you know, you have no clue and it doesn't matter. You have to just wait. 
Now, once trials have started, you waiting for that list to come out the cut list. So you telling me we just waiting for the cut list? Like I can show up one day and my name's not on the on the list, or I can be on the B team? Like that that doesn't make it makes sense because I get where we're going. But that's broken, man. And that's what you have so many people coming to into relationships on both sides saying they don't want to be the first one to get hurt. And they end up being the one that hurts the other person first because of that. You're so wary of protecting and guarding your heart that you you break somebody else's, you know, and then in turn, break your own. And again, speaking from experience here. So that, that's what I mean when I say, you know, both sides are afraid of each other like men. And I, I mean more than that. I'm talking about, you know, security on that side for men. Like there's a lot of men out here, you know, whether it be pr- providing or protecting that I'm like, bro, your homies don't feel safe around you. Your homies don't are, are not sure that you, you know, can take care of shit, that you can handle your own business. What makes you think a woman's about to come along and be like, yep, that's that's the man that's going to have my babies. But probably one of the other sides of the issue is. Them the ones y'all be having babies with. Like, you don't stay with them. Y'all go and have a baby with the nigga that's about to go to jail in six months because he got tattoos and a, and a beard and he didn't hit you that one time. Similar thing with women. It's like, I think men are not and afraid may be the wrong side on that, but unsure, you know, unsure about what you are actually brick. And we have this conversation and, you know, forget, I, I don't like this saying this word at all. So I'm not even going to say it. But what are you offering other than kitty cat and, and a attitude that that happens? Now, the more you look and it's like, no, there's a lot of women out here on their shit. And you see how many women have to be on their shit because niggas ain't on their shit. There's a lot of dudes out here that's not on and not about their business. I'm not even saying about their money. They're not about their business. They're not about getting themselves together and building themselves up in a way that will add value to not just a woman's life, to their own life and to their future kids' life and to the lives of people around them. Like that as a man is is your core responsibility is to add value to yourself and to build yourself in such a way that the people around you and especially yourself can rely on that individual, can trust that, that, that they can rely on that individual. You know, one thing that ET brought up in the podcast I was listening to last week the difference between trust and reliance. And I, I, I took it a step further. He was saying, you can trust me, but don't rely on me. Because if I go broke tomorrow, I can't do nothing for either of us. Where I took it was trust that you can rely or rely that you can trust on me. Or, excuse me. You can rely, yeah, that you can trust. You can rely on the trust in me. But don't trust, yeah, don't trust the reliance because at that point you're putting your whole faith in my hands when likely I didn't ask for. But as, as far as relationships goes and family building goes and talking about you want to, you know, the unit. One thing my my parents preached, my stepmom, my bonus mom and my dad, when they preached one band, one sound, we're a unit. Everything we're doing, we're doing this as a family because that's who we are. Um, and, I, and that comes from having two strong individuals that were not relying on each other for purpose or, or a sense of meaning, but also understanding that when their their separate purposes came together in a line, it only made that godly unit. It made that, you know, that unit in, in what heaven looks like and what God, you know, expected from us um, as individuals, especially as a black household. So yeah, I, I point back, yeah, just to, you know, maybe the word afraid was the wrong word to use. It wasn't because I meant it, but even a better word is definitely unsure, you know, the insecurity on each side of, can I trust you to trust you? Can I rely on trusting? You? Is, is there faith in this relationship? Is there faith in the other individual that at the end of the day, this is home? I am home for you and you are home for me. And this space of comfort is going to be a place that is not only, again, that word conducive. I was saying we we're going to have you know, words of the day. Word of the day last last episode was definitely conducive. Maybe per se. I said per se a lot. I love those. Two. Those, I was, those are two words that they're in my everyday vocabulary like nobody's business. So it wasn't a shock that they came up a lot. But it also, you know, you point to today's word of the day. I would say it's definitely um, we'll go with three of them, trust, reassurance and reciprocation. And even that reciprocation side is funny 
Um, someone, a woman had tweeted, girl on Twitter had tweeted not too long ago, about last week, and she was saying, she said, to the guys that rub feet and buy flowers and whatever, basically good guys, I guess, like genuinely good guys in relationships, which I, I would like to think that, you know, I've done enough of the, of the mental work, specifically the mental and emotional and specifically spiritual work to the point where... I always was, you know, romantic and in that sense, but I now understand the the meaning and the idea behind it to where I want to be. And, you know, it was a natural. I say before, you know, the idea of responsibility and choice. I that while that you know is an onus that you would carry, it is a point where now I'm like, no, I, I choose to be that way. Hell, I I want to lay up and we used man, I I want to lay up and and watch Love Island and uh, sip a martini or sip a drink. And it's just us and nobody interrupt us for 24 hours. And we're going to sit there and talk. We're going to laugh, whatever. And it's just us enjoying each other's presence and experiencing. Because that's what a lot of married couples I, I've talked to and when I ask them and they say, if you can't be with this person, you know, in silence and just be, probably shouldn't be with that person. You probably don't want to be with that person because it's the same way with self, with, you know, with your own individual if you cannot sit with yourself in silence and just let your thoughts breathe or not have any for a second, you got work to do. <laughs> then that, that if, if you cannot do that, come talk to me. Because, uh, yeah, that's, that's something we, that is a mindset thing. That's a mental thing. Uh, that half and half is crazy, boy. That half and half is crazy. Uh, yeah, so I, trust, reassurance, reciprocation. In that tweet, she was asking, you know, God, those guys like, or men like that, what do you look for on the other side? What do you look for a woman to, I guess, not necessarily provide, but kind of what is the, I guess, matching puzzle piece? What is the other side of that that half? What makes that a whole? And it was funny. One, it was the way, what she said in the, the describing the men she was asking was so specific in a way that I, I didn't actually expect, I expected it to be in-depth, thought-out answers of truth. Like, you're asking a specific group of men. I only imagine these men are seeing it. Now, I can't say whether the men in the comment were or were not, but so many of the comments literally only said reciprocation. That's all I saw. Okay, well, one, that's not, that's that's a one-word answer, so give me a little bit more. But what do you mean by reciprocation? You want your feet rubbed? You want flower? Like, is that what you're saying? If so, hey, that's you, but like, what is it? But I said, you know, my, my specific answer was, I'm like, look, I enjoy knowing that somebody is paying attention to the details about me, even when I'm not vocalizing them. You know, I enjoy getting a, a song sent to me in the morning that's like, hey, I just heard this new song, heard this song on the radio, and it made me think of you. I think you like it. Or even if it's something I already heard. But damn, okay, yeah, you knew you knew my vibe. You knew what I was listening to. You knew, Show me a new restaurant. Even if I'm the one paying for it and it's a dinner date on us, you know, uh, for us, and I'm, you know, out of my pocket. If you find a new restaurant that you're like, hey, he, Mark's love this. This is for him. Yes. Like that, that is a beautiful thought to me. I'm like, just the simple idea of, it's not even the acts of service side. I'm not a big, my love language is not acts of service, which man, okay, that may be the core of it. The love language. Do you know what love language you speak? If you're in a relationship, do you know what love language your partner speaks? I think that that in the, that in itself would either fix or stop so many relationships that should not be, right? I think a lot of the relationships that we we see that don't work. Oh, you know how many people I, I find out do not like being specifically married couples do not like their spouse, like not even love them. Like they don't. They, there's not a whole bunch of love there, but like they truly just do not like being in their spouse's presence. It's like, why are you married? Like what 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 are we doing here other than just the I want a ring? I, I don't get it. And I have, I'm not married and have not been. And it'll be a while before I go down that road. Before I go down that aisle, because I'm still walking down the aisle of me. There's still so much to learn about myself. And while I understand that you know there's a beauty in that you know growing together. And I my thing is what I what I think these guys meant by reciprocation is what I call mutual elevation. The sense of can we come together and build something special for and with each other? And that's what I mean in the sense of, you know, like talking about men, leadership, that intuition from a woman, that combination is so deadly. 
you know, the brute force and also the delicate touch. And don't let it be two individuals that have the ability to, because I'm a Libra, right? So I represent balance, right? I, I literally represent balance and I live it in my everyday life. I, I cultivate that and I'm, I make sure that that is the thing that I represent and live in. So I do, I, I follow intuition and emotion, right? Like I, I, I build and learn and so it's all it's it's the both sides of it for me that definitely it reflects in in how I you know show up in relationships. But I think about if you have two individuals that can sheesh tap into both sides of that, specifically on the power the side that should be the most powerful, and that's where they you know really got the grasp. That's when you end up with a power call. That's when you that's when you have the J and B, the Barack and Michelle. Excuse me. Damn, I didn't think I thought I said no more uh, Sprite. It's going to edit out the silences, I think. Yeah. And look, you notice I only named two couples, though, because, I don't know, there's no other black figurehead. That was, so that's, that actually is, is one interesting point. Like, why are there, there's not a whole lot of, you know, two-parent, coupled, married, successful black couples where you look at it and it's like, okay, that's a, a role, you know, inspiration to look at. That's a goal to go toward. And I think, again, it comes a lot back to this reason. You got... Cheating ass niggas, cheating ass women, evil, evil on both sides because nobody trusts each other to be who they should be or who they're supposed to be in the relationship. And it truly is just the if you both took the time to grow and be who you need to be for yourself first, like be who you need to be for you before you're jumping into a relationship with somebody else and disappointing them and yourself in the process because you are who you were never, you're not, you don't end up being who you never were. Right? Like that, that, that's what happens. It's like this surprise. So we put on, right. We put on these masks when we get, when we meet somebody in the first place and it's, you want to show your best self. Right. And man, we, we do this exceptionally well. And I need us to stop. I need us to quit it. This, this is one of those episodes. Again, like I say, conversations with myself to y'all. This is a conversation I have with myself. I'm having it with myself right now. Um, I need men to stop with this. Stop being a different nigga six months later. Stop being a nigga, a different nigga six weeks later. Again, speaking from experience, like not necessarily that I, you know, would switch up immediately, but I'm, I'm an individual that I fall fast and hard. And the second I'm like, ah, well, that was fun. I pull back. I pull away. And not necessarily anymore, but that's how that's how I have been and how I was. Uh, but it's something that, again, the awareness of it alone is something that you can avoid getting into those situations and also recognize when it does occur. Right? And then vocalize it and, and speak toward it differently. Because if you can't articulate it, that's when the that's when those issues come up. And so much of what black men miss is the inability to articulate their emotions and how they feel in situations or about an individual. And then you leave a woman sitting there confused. And now, because while there may not be anybody waiting in the rafters from her, you know, intention, it's niggas waiting in the rafters. Like it's always niggas waiting. It's always niggas waiting in the rafters. Especially if you were a beautiful woman, it's always somebody looking like, hey, hope that nigga, oh Marcus mess up. I'm getting myself right. Now I'm be ready. Excuse my chain. It's, it's like when, when the cross starts jingling, you can't get mad at it. It's always somebody waiting in the rafters, waiting to say, second he fuck up, I'm going to be the shoulder to cry on. I got a, I got a playlist called Playboy's Playbook. And damn near all of the songs are about that. Like all the songs damn near are like the, and it, it's more so, it was just, it's a vibe. You know, all my playlists are based off energy and vibes. And not that I, you know, subscribe to that energy, but... It was one I found and I was like, damn, yeah, a lot of the songs I like fit this. Again, realizing I grew up on a certain type of music. I grew up on Jaheim. I grew up on Lloyd. I grew up on Usher, Neo, uh, you know, Music Soul Child, Buddy, a song like Buddy or, or Just Friends, Sonny. Do -do 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 -do. Man, that's a song right there, boy. Songs like that where, you know, the energy is very much... Um, you know, it's kind of, I call it the original toxic music. Think about, and that that's really where this idea came from. I was, I wanted to talk about toxic men and why toxic men are not actually toxic men. 
but that's where I was. That's why I started with the fellas. You know that question for the guys. But uh, yeah, it, it's not a toxic men thing as much as it is a toxic dating and relationship culture, and generally an overall toxic culture that we live in that allows this energy to persist. Because uh, even talking about Jaheem, the songs I grew up on, like I said, you know, just friends and buddy, those are not Playboy's Playbook type songs. They're they're more like they are they're player songs, but not in the doing a girl dirty way. But like one of my favorite songs to this day is Put That Woman First by Jaheen. Right? Like it, those songs like that where it's like, ah yeah, I recognize a lot of those. And I again I grew up on so I was getting the message since a baby. My dad was playing that when I was little, little. So I've been getting the message, put that woman first since I was little. But I wasn't always putting women first. <laughs> You and that's the you gotta understand it's a growing process. And I think that definitely is where, you know, the side of for women is a lot of women, especially these days, are are very quick to give up on a good guy because he's not everything. And song that's the music song I was trying to think about. Teach me. So I don't I don't necessarily agree with the the premise of teach me how to love. But I do, I, I can say, yeah, like 19 year old me needed to be taught how to love because he wanted to be in that, you know, wanted to experience that, wanted to know what that felt like and wanted to express that again, just did not know how. And even more, didn't know how to say, I don't know how I was afraid to say I didn't know how because the, you know, the image was supposed to, there was a certain image that I wanted to carry. It was a certain way I was probably trying to look that was a little playerish, whatever it may be, because that was cool. I'm like, I, I was never the biggest future fan or big, biggest future listener all of high school. I love future now musically, but I, I still don't necessarily agree with a lot of the messaging. You know, I these hoes, these hoes for the streets. I, I don't subscribe to that. Well, I guess in the the direct terminology, verbatim, you know, word for word, yeah, those individuals are for the streets. <laughs> But as far as, you know, the general energy of of women and the respect for them, no, no. It is fully understanding, you know, the worth and the value there, and especially the value of that combination coming together to form such a powerful, those two ones coming together to form a whole is so, so powerful. But if I look at, like I said before, and forgive me for saying this name, but also I'm not asking for forgiveness nor permission. It's called the Marcus Hendricks show. Tory Lanez. I said when he dropped, before he dropped this last album, Tory makes music for niggas who have accepted now. He's probably not aged super well, specifically regarding him. But niggas who have accepted their flaws and stand tall, not in spite of them, but because of them. Right. I, and I do believe, I know that I'm an individual that that is able to say that about myself. And in, in still finding flaws and accepting them as I find them and as they come, and still standing tall at every moment after, right? Like it's it's seeing them and being like, okay, well, damn, that was a space where I would 100% F up. Here's the learning lesson. Here's what I take from it. Here's what I needed to know. All right, cool. On to the next. Because why would I harp on it, right? Like why would I harp on something that I, that I still have the ability to change and do better the next time? I, mean, I think that's what definitely does not happen on both sides a lot of the times is the the flaws or the mistakes we're so unwilling to recognize mistakes or look at them as mistakes because we either want to see someone else as the bad guy. It helps, you know, it helps to, to relieve your yourself and, and live in spite. It's a powerful, you know, tool to use as a motivator and as a progressive strategy, I guess. But it only lasts for so long. Right. That's what it's like the talk the Brent fire is like, I'm like, things like that. They're truly I relate to to their music, not because I'm a toxic nigga. But because I understand that all they're doing is telling stories of their past and of, you know, past relationships of past experiences in which they have been not the best them. They have not shown up as them best as their best selves. And I, I can't speak to what they you know, what their intentions are going forward or where they want to change things. But I know when I look at it, I, I definitely look at my, you know, again, my past transgressions. And I'm like, oh, OK, let's not do that again. That that we're not doing that one is done. We're not we're not going back to that, you know, that era, that period of life, because why? Especially, again, knowing the hurt that it caused someone else and myself. I don't want to feel that again. 
it, it didn't like life is one big ass learning lesson. If you don't learn the lessons, you never get to actually, you know, move forward. And like I said, that waking up every day and trying again thing is so real. But it's so real in every aspect where you get to, you know, actually realize like, oh, man, OK, I do get a chance to look at where I messed up and then address it, take the lessons, push forward. So I guess yeah, just my message there is is for sure, fellas, women, both sides, learn from your your past mistakes, but don't just learn from your past mistakes. Build on who you are today. Mm, I'm hungry. Build on who you are today. Yeah, we're, we're not going. I think we'll go 50, 50 minutes. We're at 45. We'll go 50 minutes, maybe an hour. Let's see, 15. That's not too bad. Because I guess, I don't know how many of y'all plan on getting married or may already be married. And I don't know if the number is still 50%. Before a long time, it was like 50% of people, 50% of marriages in a divorce, right? And shit. I mean, I'm looking at everybody that I that I know, like immediately around me, you know, that's is married or has been married and about 50 percent divorced. And I look at the core issues of those relationships, those marriages. The biggest thing has been that you're, 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 you're talking about individuals that were looking for something to make them whole. That's what I, when I was saying, you know, the bringing together of one and one and making a whole, I understand one and one is two, but one and one makes 11, which makes one numerology. It actually, one and one comes together to make, it's one, you're making a whole. I guess in that sense, they were half of people, whatever it may be. I actually, I like <laughs> the words I use were, you have a lot of sugar, you have a lot of salt bays looking for sugar parents, right? Yeah, a lot of niggas who... Like the Sour Patch Kids, salt, sour, sweet, gone. And that's that. But it's the opposite. Sweet, sour, gone. You got a lot of people who come into these relationships sweet as pie. And then sour as a lemon. And then gone. Because at no point were they actually sweet as pie. It was as sweet as the pie they presented to you. You know, if, if a nigga only... One thing about guys, it's funny, it's all like a bunch of TV shows have it where a guy will pretend to make dinner, he'll go out and buy takeout and then put it in a bowl. So imagine like a nigga goes and buys pie from a store and he serves it to you like, man, this pie is phenomenal. Can you make me more pie? And then that store closed, but you only want that pie specifically and now he can't get no more pies. And every pie he serves you from now on is going to be absolutely ass. That's the only, he don't know how to make pie. You know what I'm saying? We keep coming back to pie and everything's around pie. That's interesting. That wasn't on purpose at all, actually. That was just, that's interesting, though. Um, yeah. I'm like, yeah, you definitely sweet, sour, gone. You got salt bays looking for sugar bay, sugar, sugar babies or sugar daddies, sugar parents. And nobody is really, you know, equipped or ready to. And I don't mean monetarily. I don't mean in the, you know, financing somebody or because that that's another topic for another day. That was on Twitter today, too. And I'm like, that is a conversation that don't happen anything to do with me and that is exactly why we'll be diving into it <laughs> like I, the conversation that don't have shit to do with me they're the ones i want to have because why well, i'm not in them no i'm kidding uh no those are just those often are the most interesting ones because mm, like i said i i don't you know subscribe to much that isn't conducive or, or you know along the lines of, of what matters and what is important to me but because of that i do miss a lot of the larger stories i guess first or like the the you know topics on social media that maybe are polarizing the public i see them in the grand scheme in the broader sense but i don't see them specifically enough to be involved in the conversation so the way i figure i like to be in the conversation is in this you know this kind of platform i want to just give my thoughts and you hear them and you know you can reply how you feel and you can reply how you feel that's really the end of it uh there's not much after that you can reply how you feel about a lot of things when it comes to me and i'm i'm the guy that's going i'm gonna send you a um, salute emoji and go about my day and one thing one thing a nigga ain't gonna do is mess up my vibe at any point and maybe that that is where a lot of it, we have so many people that just want to be in relationships. Like I said, you know, the, the salt bays looking for sugar parents. You know, you're looking for some, you're looking for somebody to be much more than what they are. And 
you have a lot of people pretending to be much more than what they are. And then when both sides, you know, kind of get exposed, uh, another reference to something I talked about in the one I just recorded, when you realize the emperor has no clothes, when you get to the Wizard of Oz and it's like, yo, you pull the curtain back and it's, it's disappointing. You thought you were going to get a heart. You thought you were getting a brain and it, the wizard has no magic and you're disappointed. And I get that, but it's, it. I don't know. It, it almost feels like a, yeah, that's, Everybody loses for this unnecessary reason when the wizard could have just said, hey, I don't have any magic. But also, you shouldn't have been going to the wizard hoping that they were going to make your dream, that the wizard was going to make your dreams come true. Right. Like that. You should have been looking for the wizard to fulfill your life, hopes and dreams. If you're the Tin Man, be the Tin Man. You know, like if you're the Cowardly Lion. Sorry, you're just the Cowardly Lion because the Cowardly Lion is not a... We know that the Wizard of Oz is, a, is another allegory, right? Big ass metaphor for the Great Depression. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I get, you know, you look at that and it, a lot of it is the accepting of self, but also the building of self that matters so much that does not happen. And this, this all ties into, you know, mindset mentorship of lifestyle, habit building, all those different things that, you know, you put into place to make yourself better. And to build upon the individual so that when the time does come, not to say that you will be, you know, at full preparation or at full strength. But the idea is I don't have to teach you how to work out. You, know, you If you go to a personal trainer, you're paying the personal trainer oftentimes to teach you how to do everything. It's not a personal trainer. This is a workout buddy. So if we're going to the gym together and we're workout buddies, we're workout partners. I'm not coming in expecting to have to teach you how to do a deadlift and you shouldn't be coming in expecting me to teach you how to do a deadlift. But if we get to the gym and our first workout is deadlifts and the first thing you say to me is, can you show me how to do a deadlift? Whether I do or don't show you, we have started off in a bad spot. That makes sense. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I feel like I, I've kind of gone in a little bit of a circle in this in this episode a little bit, but. It, this is one of those that because of how, you know, genuine and true it is. And this is I do think it's probably the core of so many of our societal and cultural issues is on, on in the general sense, people not you know taking the time and effort to do the work, do the self work, do the emotional, spiritual, mental and the physical self work. That is a that's a big part of it. But, yeah, like not taking the time to, to make themselves into what they need to be or what they're expecting from someone else to be. And then also expectations. I, I said uh, before, and I'll say it again, I will say this forever. Expectations are the death of expectations. Having expectations of individuals that they did not agree to, or even that they did, but that are unfair for them to have to hold, or that just you know came from you and that they just kind of had to sign on to in order to be around. I, I, I don't believe in that. Have standards, have standards for yourself and the people that will be around you. And you no longer have to worry about expectations. Standards make everything that doesn't that does not reflect your standards. They fall away. You put yourself in a certain space. Everything else disappears because you're no longer in the space of all the other stuff. Right. Like it's the planting seeds and rich soil. So be rich soil and be good seed. But you have to cultivate this. You have to. It does not just happen automatically. It takes work. It takes time. It takes effort. And the same thing happens when you plant the seed. You have to water it and it has to be in sunlight and it needs the nutrients it needs. But once you start to provide it what it needs and you put that time and effort in, especially on something that has a beautiful and strong foundation, you end up with an abundant apple tree or an abundant. I don't know what else grows on apples. Peaches? Do peaches grow on apples? I mean, uh, not apples, excuse me. Do peaches grow on trees? I'm not a big, uh, I'm a fruit guy. I like fruit, but I'm not a big, you know, was a botanist. Botanist worry about plants. So yeah, man, we're, we're wrapping up. We're not going to go much over an hour today. Like I said, I did get an hour and a half before. It's, uh, it's getting late. I need dinner. I am hungry. So I will say, you know, as we wrap up and go ahead and close this out, my one, I guess my one leaving lead out message is men work on yourselves. And, but I, but I mean like work on yourselves, not, not the bullshit that I see a lot of people doing and talking about. It's a lot of people doing the talk and not doing the walk. Like 
we've known that for for as long as time. Talk is cheap. If you're not doing it, you don't have to tell everybody you're doing it. But even if you do, that's what, like when people say like uh, move in silence. I mean, yeah, that's fine if that's you, but you don't have to move in silence if you're actually moving. Like if you're moving, you don't actually have to move in silence because while the talking says it, the action shows it, right? So it, it's that. It's build and, and work on yourselves in such a way that is going to be sustainable and last. I mean, if you, you're talking about having children, man, if, we, if we're talking about kids, which hell, the world we're living in and where this earth is going, 2030, Jesus Christ, forgive me, Lord. Man, we are in a, in a deep space. We are in an interesting space going forward. But for that time being... Fellas, get your shit together. Fellas, get your shit together. But also, women, get yours together too. Everybody's work on you before you try to work on somebody else and before you expect on somebody else to be everything that you're that you're not. Like that that everything do not be out here expecting everybody to be every damn thing, especially when you can't be shit for yourself. Like that 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 is not this one word, I've said it before, nonsensical. There's a lot of nonsensical actions and expectations that float around this atmosphere in the, in the ether that nobody's actually fulfilling. And that's what, the, again, talking about the gender war, it's this side that nobody is fulfilling each, each other's expectations when they are lofty, ridiculous expectations to begin with. or the But the ones that make sense, the ones that we should be fulfilling already, they get ignored because what what does because a guy seeing you say why this nigga don't have a million dollars already? Uh, cause he's nineteen. Like what? What do you mean? You you wanted to go sell drugs or you don't want him to go sell drugs? You want him to be a rapper or you don't want him to be a rapper? Right. Also, women, let your boyfriends play video games. It's okay to play a video game. It's okay to play a video game, man. Let that man play two K. Let that man play two K. Okay. Let the man play 2K. Listen, if you was here with me Tuesday, thank you, thank you, thank you. If you're here with me today, thank you, thank you, thank you. My name is Marcus E. Hendricks. I go by the HNIC. What else? Let's see. Nah, that's really it. You know, I got a, I got a couple other names, but y'all need to know them. It's been a wonderful time here with y'all, hanging out. I hope y'all enjoyed. Hope y'all appreciated this conversation. Join me on the live stream Saturday. Uh, I'll drop my YouTube in the uh, in the intro, I mean, in the notes of this episode. And let's go live. Let's say, I don't know how y'all feel. I think we got a, is there an NFL game? It doesn't too much matter, but let's say noon. Let's shoot for noon. I'll keep updates on my Instagram and Twitter and whatever, you know, different accounts. Get with me. Love y'all. Peace. Trying to get a lot of dough. Anything is possible. Turn me up in the headphone. Yeah. Trying to get a lot of dough and dirt the water obstacles. Cause anything is possible. Yeah. Oh man, I got a lot of gold. Stack that bread and buy my nose. Anything is possible. Yeah. Trying to get a lot of dough and dirt through all the obstacles Cause anything is possible Oh man, I got a lot of dough Stack that bread and buy my nose Anything is possible I grind to get a lot of dough and dirt through all the obstacles Cause anything is possible Oh man, I got a lot of gold Stack that bread and dominoes Anything is possible Yeah, all I know is get paper All I do is shit major Bought a condo on the top floor In the buildings, the skyscraper Feeling like I'm Kobe, LeBron